Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, and FightfulSelect.com. This show brought to you ad-read free by FightfulSelect.com. If you want to check out last night's Raw script, I put it up for free on Fightful Select. While you're there, check out some of the great exclusive premium content we have up there. Uh, retro podcast, members-only podcasts are coming back. Q&A shows, I'm going to be filming one of those this week, so get your questions in on Twitter. Or over on uh, FightfulSelect.com, I have a thread up for that as well. Also, I do a weekly show called The Fightful Weekender, where I talk about New Japan, Ring of Honor, Being the Elite, 205 Live, NXT. But we're here to talk about SmackDown Live for April 10th, 2018. I had the By God Dream Team. I'll, let me tell you all how this came about. Jeff, my normal <laughs> co-host. Oh, Raylene's. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I, you're supposed to wait until the introduction. Yeah, I know was perhaps not going to be here in time. And I was like, you know what? I can do the show solo. I do the Weekender solo. I do solo shows all the time. But I reached out individually to some people and said, would you maybe be able to make the show? As it turns out, everybody could make the show. Anna Bauer, welcome back to the Fightful.com SmackDown Post Show Podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. We are very thrilled to have you here on this evening. Also, Alex Palowski featuring New Brick Background. Yeah. Yes, I've upgraded. I'm now uh, living uh, outside the prison as opposed to inside the prison, which is a lot better. A lot more fresh air like that. So it's good. See, initially when that thing showed up, I thought it was like maybe just a board, like just a background board. And I was like, damn, man, he's got some support on that thing. It's got shelves. That's like, it's, uh... 
Yeah, it's, that's nailed up to the wall and stuff. There's like, you know. I dig it. I dig it. Also nice. joined by Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, somebody was mad that we dared to talk about something besides an inconsequential SmackDown for the first six minutes of the show last week. Well, well, this week we're going to talk about oysters and food and hurricanes and all the things I did in New Orleans that weren't wrestling. Let's talk the World War II. Is Shane Helms joining the show too? <laughs> Every Fightful podcast personality ever. My God, guys, we had SmackDown Live. Title change tonight. Let's jump right into it. Shane McMahon comes out, thanks everyone who came and visited and traveled from around the world at WrestleMania. He says that he has graciously uh, accepted Daniel Bryan's resignation as SmackDown general manager. Introduces Paige, who announced her retirement last night uh, as the new GM. First off, Jeff, you were there live. What was that experience like? Paige there, we we knew for months that this was going to happen. Uh, we didn't know that this was going to happen, but we knew that something akin to this was going to happen with Paige retiring. Um, it was very emotional in the crowd. Uh, got a great reaction for everything. It was a little confusing at first because I think she said, "We need to complete you to the uh, to the to absolution or something." There was something said there, and it, it, we were under the impression that maybe she's adding members to the group. But uh, mm. no, this uh, and uh, this got over, and she was obviously broken up about. Um, my personal opinion is I, I'm I was on record before. I I still think for the sake of her health, I'd like to see Paige leave for a while the business and go into something else. Maybe go to school, but that's me. I don't mind this at all. I think there are too many things that she would be good at in a pro wrestling sense for her to abandon it right now. Because if it wasn't this, it could have been commentary. If it wasn't commentary, she could have been a scout. Like there's a lot of different things that that she could do that I think fit here. Uh, Anna, what did you think of Paige's performance as a GM for the first time? Because she had the crowd in the palm of her hand. It was the right crowd to do it in front of. Uh, I think it's perfect timing. I don't know if she would have gotten this same response if they held off any longer. Um, I was in a meeting yesterday and then came out and checked my Twitter feed and saw that she officially retired and then sat in my car for a while in silence Uh, and then teared up when she came out and music hit and uh, very, very happy for her. Sad, but very happy that this is the conclusion of it, I guess, for now. Alex, uh, Paige immediately came out and announced that Daniel Bryan would have his first match back on television. That's probably a good way to get a babyface reaction as a general manager. Then she did this thing where she made the crowd guess until they got it right. And I think that it played pretty well on TV, except for she went like one extra when they did guess it right. Yeah. I think she should have just went there, but but I like this. Yeah, first of all, I, I just wanted to say that I, I'm so happy for Paige if this is what she if this is what she wants to be to be around the business and to do this. This is great. We we've been talking a lot about what she could do within the business, commentator, manager. I, I don't think either one of us said, you know. Um, authority figure, but this is perfect. She's she's gonna be really great. I don't care what they decide to do. Make her, uh, you know, because everyone's gonna have an alignment. So if she's gonna be a heel manager, general manager, or a babyface general manager, either way, it'll work. Because I think she's versatile enough. This is really funny. Where she was like, "Hmm, who should I have Daniel Bryan wrestle?" And immediately the crowd says Rusev. They chant Rusev Day. That's yeah. their first. That's their hope of hopes above anything else. Pretty, and they are pretty good they goddamn are, indication, yeah. Yeah. 
pretty big goddamn indication that the people who were running stuff just ignored for the second time in a row. So it's kind of funny that, like, of all the people that he could wrestle, Shinsuke, AJ, which he did wrestle, all these people, nope, no, we want Rusev. That's who we want to see him do. I, I think it's I think it's awesome that she put, put him against, against AJ, but it's really indicative of how much people love Rusev, that that was their hope of hopes. Jeff, anything to add to this? Paige as uh, general manager on SmackDown Live. Um, you know, I just think Rusev, as a guy, as the choice of the crowd is, is is more in line with you don't give the biggest match away for free kind of thing. I think that was their thing. It's it's a guy that they wanted to see elevated and put in the match with with Daniel Bryan. I, I didn't really take it as a slight of uh, other potential dream matches. Well, early on, they they announced Styles versus Bryan. They announced Paige's GM. Then we get Usos versus New Day. For some reason, the Usos aren't just given a tag team title rematch. I don't know why that makes sense. Although I wish it would be done away with altogether. I think that handcuffs you. I've spoken about that in the past. Um, But early on, based on booking decisions, I was pretty thrilled with this SmackDown until they said, they boo people they normally cheer. And they cheer people they normally boo. Wow, they're so unique. Mass hysteria. No, this is a mistake that drives me insane because this is the big show where they're introducing new talent. So if you're saying they boo people, you're supposed to cheer, and sometimes their reactions aren't to be trusted. Right before you introduce new characters, you're telling them the wrong thing, and that to me ends up making your job that much harder. Anna, I can't wait till they do that pay-per-view in Australia and Michael Cole screams, the toilet water goes the other way here. It's so different. It's like Bizarro World. Yeah, I'm trying to block out all of that for now. Uh, yeah, they said the same thing yesterday. They say it after every single WrestleMania. They're now trying to preempt it and cover their asses, and it just doesn't work, and it makes them look like freaking idiots. Uh, yeah. But on that point, why? so why is Reigns getting another title match in Saudi Arabia? I mean, just like, I know logistically, but in storyline. There was a thing why? that me and Alex talked about. Like, he came out there and he's like, man, the system is so mad at me. They're so pissed at me that they're giving me a, another title shot that I don't want. What are they going to do to hold me down next? What? Is it the theory what? from the uh, promo that they changed the finish to the match? That, that And he actually said that, and I just went, why? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, by the uh, way, guys, uh, Vince McMahon ain't changing his WrestleMania main event match in the middle of the match if he doesn't think a guy has a contract. Right. Just just throwing that out there, guys. That ain't what happened. Usos defeated the New Day. Man, this was awesome stuff. This really, to me, it felt like a let's do it one more time and give it everything we have before one of these teams is not on the brand anymore because they, they like to work with each other so much. Uh, good work early on. I loved Big E missing a splash on the apron. That was good, good stuff. Uh, Xavier goes for the honor roll, but gets popped into a Samoan drop. Xavier gets a tornado DDT, then the tornado leg drop, but no pin. Big E does the YOLO dive that scares the living shit out of me every single time I see it. The Uranagi backstabber gets two, but then the Usos finish it off with super kicks and an Uso splash. Anna, what do you think of this match? It was great. I mean, these groups are great both alone and together. They're like 
the best couple. Um, I did love that. I mean, this is probably right. One of them is going to get switched. And as much as I'll miss these matchups, it'll be good to have a, a pause from them and something to look forward to. But they both delivered so much intensity in it. Even when Woods, I can't remember who, like what the spot was or what was happening. He just yelled, get out at one of the Usos with such intensity. I'm like, oh shit, this is first match on SmackDown and they're bringing the fire. This is awesome. Um, and then we'll get to it, but I will just say Corey Graves on commentary when the Bludgeon Bros came out and said, those mallets have got to be 30, 35 pounds easy. I was like, mm, that's cute. <laughs> Jeff, uh, Usos versus New Day. Usos get to, to take on the Bludgeon Brothers at the greatest Royal Rumble. Sure. I mean, you know, and the Bludgeon Brothers aren't a bad team. I, I'm, no. I'm going to say that. Uh, Eric Rowan isn't team. bad at this point. I like Eric yeah. Rowan. And and look, we we love the great matches that the Usos and the New Day put together. This was another really good one. Um, I... I'm leaning towards the Usos ending up on Raw um, because the New Day came over last time. or And also just the, the oh, they could break this team up. They said it so much, I don't believe they're going to break them up. So, But that's my theory. Oh, Alex and I have this hose-me-down-worthy fantasy of Samoa Joe and Authors of Pain against Roman Reigns and the Usos. That's like, that's what we just want to take a moist rag and pat ourselves on the forehead over for a little while. <laughs> Alex, uh, you all have weird fantasies. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> all I can say is, <laughs> Alex, what do you have to add to this one? Well, this is the thing: is that if we, you mentioned this on Twitter, and it was it was exactly what happened at the last Soup Shake. If you lost on the week before the Soup Shake, you were switching brands. Like Charlotte got got murked by Naya. She got they were zero and eight. Yeah, zero and eight. So, to me, guys, especially because also this is a number one contenders match for the SD Live tag straps that Lusos are sticking around, and it's New Day going back over, which I think is a big mistake because, you know, the, the, the Usos have been in SmackDown since SmackDown started, at least this new iteration of it, the, the brand split, and them going to Raw would create a whole world of new opportunities uh, for matches over there, not just the one that we've been talking about with AOP, but all kinds of stuff. I want to see a real honest to God, great match between the Revival and the Usos. Like if you you could figure out a way of doing that or the bar or whoever. Hell, put Braun and Nicholas in there against the Usos. I want to see that. So just to, I feel like if that's the case, if it is the case, it's a lost opportunity. However, this match was great, as are all the New Day and Usos matches. And I have a sneaky suspicion that um, the as soon as you allow the the Bludgeon Brothers to have a match where they're actually challenged and it's back and forth and not just them thwarting all offense done against them and then power moves to, to put a guy out in four minutes, I feel like you're going to have some barn burners, like really good stuff because, because Rowan and, and Harper, when they were doing the Wyatt Family stuff like three years ago, they were having great matches with people, you know? So yeah, get back into that, you know? is that they couldn't stay healthy for any length of, ma- length of time with one another. And then when yeah. they could, Bray couldn't. So that was yeah. that was the issue there. Naomi defeated Natalia backstage. Natalia trashes Naomi for winning the WrestleMania Battle Royal. This is just what Natalia does. She shows up and she just says things. And I thought Naomi handled the promo very, very well. I thought that 
that her promo work has been getting stronger virtually every time I see it. Inside the ring, Naomi connects with a slingshot rough rider. That's a nice one for the Arsenal. A whole lot of selling in this match, but the crowd was into it. Naomi's uh, leg kick and scorpion kick I thought looked really good, but her speedball kicks are still kind of rough. Natalia's powerbomb, good per usual, but uh, Naomi has one of the laziest kickouts I've ever seen in my entire life. Split-legged moonsault wins it. This was like a roller coaster of quality, in my opinion. Jeff, what do you think? I think Natty is very good in the ring when she's allowed to perform like this. I think she's very bad on promos, and I really wish they'd make her stop acting like this. Um, and other than that, it, it's the match that I expected. I thought it went a little. I thought I, I was uh, surprised at how long they gave them, to be honest with you. But uh, you know, it was fine. Don't know how I feel about an in-ring veteran taunting when your opponent's flat back in the middle of the ring, shoulders down. That's yeah. that's weird. I thought she had fixed that last week when she did that outside the ring, but whatever. Alex, anything for, for this one? It was a largely inconsequential match, and based on the trend that you mentioned, maybe we see Natalia switch, and to be honest, wouldn't be the worst thing for her. Oh, well, no, it'd be the worst thing for Raw, though. Uh, also, her whoever, husband... Whoever. Her husband on raw so that's that's true uh whoever gets natty uh gets uh stepped down in my opinion she's fine in the ring but but her character is is trash i don't like her promos she doesn't seem to have any real motivations she's back and forth and at least we won't be forced to see her have another program with charlotte because they shoved like six of those down our throats since the uh the brand split um i'm Happy to see her move on, that's for sure. Oh, oh no, I get the feeling we're still going to see some Charlotte-Natalia matches moving forward, even if Natalia switches brands, but we'll get there. Okay. Anna, what did you, did you think of anything in particular uh, about the promo and kind of Natalia just sliding in? <laughs> well, I'm hoping that Natalia gets drafted to TNA just to complete the circle that they set up last night. Um <laughs> I've missed this for a while. I haven't watched since I stopped doing this show um, or went on a break. So has it been confirmed that Natty's a hot yet? Because I'm still no. unclear on that. Oh, damn. There's just something about a 30-something-year-old woman acting like a prepubescent mean girl that I can't get behind, and I don't know why. And that cup really was um, uh, fallopian. It was a fallopian cup. Um but I figured it out that this is actually the challenge. This is a challenge for supremacy to win the Fallopian Cup and then be queen of Fallopia. <laughs> but it's going to be a massive swerve on them because Vince is just going to give it to Nicholas anyway. So what's the point? <laughs> My favorite part of that stupid trophy are the ribbons that are there for no reason whatsoever. And every time they stand in just front of it, you just see like, like the this. top of the Fallopian tubes just coming out of their head. And they're <laughs> red. <laughs> she got third in the long jump at field day at hell her elementary school. They just tied them on. Uh, are we all in agreement that we can rename Shinsuke Shinsuke cock Nakamura now? Cause he's just running around cock knocking fools. Just <laughs> bleed out, bleed out, bleed out. He's backstage and he's really healing it up. Pretending like he regrets what he did at WrestleMania. And then Renee says, I can tell you're being sarcastic. And he goes, sorry, I don't speak English. Anna, I thought this was phenomenal. Yeah, this this Shinsuke is, I have a feeling it's going to make up for this last little while on SmackDown and them trying to do whatever they're doing with him. 
just let him be. He's just beautiful. And then I said it during WrestleMania that I could just picture when he did the low blow, Suzuki up in the balcony, just standing there with glee that his brethren is following in his footsteps. It's just so, it's such a nice thing. I needed a cigarette after this promo. This Ah. thing was perfect. It it addressed both the on-screen story of of Shinsuke getting all angry after, after, after the AJ swerve. And then also the kind of the off-screen criticisms of all his uh, promos. Oh, I didn't know this is what we needed, but this is what we needed. Give me more. Give me more of this heel Shinsuke as both meta commentary, but also badass cock knocking heel. Give me it. <laughs> give me, give me, give me. Alex, uh, you know, we, we questioned what kind of a heel the Nakamura would be. Sarcaske Nakamura. I'm down for him. I love it that he was doing stuff in uh, in his feuds NXT that I deemed to be just dickish. But it was like, oh, I'm supposed to root for this guy anyway. Like there was a whole thing where like he, for some reason, in his feud with with Samoa Joe, like the entire locker room came out dressed in polo shirts because they were security that day, and they held back uh, Samoa Joe. And Shinsuke Nakamura calmly walks into the ring, his little strut walks up and does a honk on, on Samoa Joe's nose. I'm like, that's kind of a dick mm-hmm. thing to do when he's being held back by 75 dudes and he can't retaliate. That guy is just this guy. And that's great because he's a, he's a dick and I can, I can root against him as opposed to before when I was supposed to root for him. Now it's just a tweak, just a tiny tweak of his character, and he goes from this this guy who's like he's outlandish, isn't he fun? To that guy's really against the establishment, isn't he? You know, like it's, it's a lot of fun to do here. It's, it's great. I like it. Also, very fun. Charlotte came out and thanks Oscar for being the biggest challenge of her career, and wonders who she'll make magic with, with next. This brings out the iconic duo of Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, and. There were a lot of good debuts this week. There were a lot of good returns this week. These two women lit that goddamn microphone on fire. Yeah, they did. Anna's the Australian. Anna gets to talk about them first. My sisters, they did very well. So my iPad crapped out just as Charlotte came out to start doing her speech. And when I finally got back on, they were standing in the middle of the ring. It's like Christmas all over again. There's so many beautiful things. Like I missed the bulk of their speech, but even the beatdown afterwards and then Charlotte was giving them no help whatsoever when they were trying to get her back up into the ring, which just made the whole thing so much funnier. Um, And then when all the refs came out to try to get them out of the ring away from Charlotte, they made sure to hit their pose before slowly leaving. It was just beautiful. Man, I love love the line. I love the line of we are wizards and we're going to make your championship disappear because they did. (laughs) They did. That was just, that was just really, really good. Uh, Alex, these are a couple of women who were ready six months ago. Obviously they had some things to do in that time. So they're here now. WWE likes to debut people after WrestleMania. This is quite the injection, and there there was maybe a lack of call-ups on SmackDown, although you could argue that they're getting back Daniel Bryan, so that's kind of a big piece. It's like maybe a once every 10 to 15 years year talent there in Daniel Bryan. 
Uh, what do you think of this call-up and the uh, unbelievable ass-kicking that they uncorked on Charlotte? I, I, th- I think it's fantastic. Um, I, I think that, um, well, well, again, with, with a soup shake, who knows what, what happens. But um, I think that Charlotte uh, is, is better when she has a, a, a foil that's not uh, – doesn't have to be one-on-one because they present her as being impossible to defeat one-on-one. Um, but yes, these two are, are fantastic. They've been ready for a very, very long time. They are so good on the mic, uh, as a duo on the mic and in the ring. I'm super into um, seeing where they go from here. Um, the beatdown was was great afterwards. Um, I loved them trying to get her into the ring. I loved them posing on the way out. Can't wait to see where this first year with them goes. I, I mean, uh, yeah, they're the other thing that I, I thought was really interesting is the one of my favorite programs they had in NXT was against the babyface Ruby Riot. And if they wind up on the same brand, it'll be interesting to see if they ever team up because now they're heels, so all heels get along. But I think it'd be great if Ruby Riot still hates these bitches. That'd be great. I, I would like it if most heels hated other heels. Because who likes a dick? Even when I, you're a dick, you don't like another person being a dick. You keep mentioning uh, you don't know what's going to happen with the soup shake. Nobody that debuted last year were involved in this. Right. So. I'm talking about some ridiculous thing where Charlotte winds up on Raw or whatever. Oh, yeah. I, I fully expect that. Jeff, the iconic duo, now known as the Iconics. More cigarettes, please. Two of them. <laughs> Just smoke, smoke, smokey, 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 smoke. Because I, I, oh, oh, I love this. There is a certain swagger that these two have on the main roster with newer gear, with better looking gear, and with a little bit more poise that they did not have towards the end of their NXT career. Um, I, I look, I'm going to say this, and I'm not an expert on this, and Anna can can go on this. I think they got Billy Kay's makeup job correct here because i think there had been some problems with that in nxt uh, there um, there's been a lot of problems with that with a lot of women wherever they go it, it's just something that was way too noticeable for me for some reason because because billy k with less makeup is just such a beautiful woman and, and it, there were things that they were doing to her there that were just not good in my opinion but the promo was also their mean girl style of thing that they love to do but done a little bit more maturely so to speak it's not it's not teenage high school girls making fun of someone it's women with careers making fun of someone who probably doesn't deserve their career in their minds you know it was do do that impression you do it it wasn't the like the kind of the screechy oh no i'm gonna no you do it no you do it oh that's so great you know that they were doing in nxt there was a certain level of depth to it in my opinion that i really really like i love a good vicious beatdown not just doing moves but trying to hurt the person i thought this was great i i didn't mind charlotte deadweighting them because it seemed a little bit more yeah. realistic for her to deadweight them because she was out so I loved it. everything about this was a perfect they had a lot of perfect debuts in the past 48 hours in terms of getting guys in there letting them do their thing and getting out before they wear out their welcome i thought this was perfect so I talk an awful lot about the Arnold Sports Festivals that I did photography at a couple of years ago because I got to see like half of this WWE roster on those shows. And you see a lot of what were the trial and error of gimmicks back then. Alexa Bliss was 
was uh, what the hell's the Peter Pan gimmick? Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. She was Tinkerbell. Billy Kay was like this weird pseudo stripper that came out to like the the old Carmen deal, and Peyton Royce didn't really have anything. She wore green. That was her gimmick. She wore green. And to see what these two women have evolved into, Anna often spoke about the the Mean Girls thing. If you're gonna have that, at least have the people who are who do it best on the roster. And these I had a conversation with someone during WrestleMania about this. It's not. I don't mind Alexa Bliss. Like a lot of people are upset about the phrasing that she used and the fat digs at Nia and everything. The person I was spoken to was like, well, she's a heel. You expect that? I'm like, yeah, I get that. But the problem is the majority of women on both rosters, would they would script them to say something like that if they're heel. It doesn't matter about whatever kind of individual personality they may, may bring otherwise. There is no differentiation. So when these two come up with their particular style of Mean Girls, it's like coming from Australia and having gone to school here, it's definitely that's a thing here. Um, but it's individual and it's specific and it's not just catfight for the sake of catfight. Like Jeff said, they are vicious and they will probably remove someone's eyeball with their press on nails. And it's awesome. But like, that's the kind of variation that we need. And I don't know. I mean, maybe it's slowly starting to get there a bit with some of them. Um, I mean, Ronda Rousey is the Lord and savior that we all need, but she's also a very, a different deal than the other women on the roster. So hopefully that this new trend really rubs off on everyone else and the writing in particular. Very well put. Uh, can I get a yay from the panel if you wanted to punch Mike Kyoto in the face? Yes. Yay! This yay, goddamn goon. Carmella runs out. And initially, I, the Iconics, it's going to take me a while to get used to that one. Uh, they they don't know what's going on. Then they see and they're like, "Yeah, okay. Here's our here's our wizard wizardry." And Carmella comes out with the briefcase, and Mike Kidd is like, "Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure? You should. You, hey, what? Wait, what is this? Is this a Halliburton?" And then he finally does it. This was the weirdest shit ever. Carmella kicked Charlotte and wins, but everybody, like, I don't want to say everybody. A lot of people were talking about the ref afterwards, Alex. Oh, yeah, no, this is the thing. Um, when she's come out before and been, like, a little too late, it's because the ref has always been like, so you're sure you want to cash this in? Yes. Really? You're sure? And that's a little different than what Mike Yoda was doing tonight was, what is this thing you've handed me? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I have never seen this before. Is this some kind of uh, is there is this a cake? What's in here? Can I is look it the real one? one? <laughs> it's just so bad. But here's the thing: they were trolling us the whole time because when it when it went so long, I was like, yes. "Oh, she's definitely succeeding." 
right. which is fine. Because honestly, if it had taken too long and she had failed, she would have a pretty good lawsuit on her hands against Mike Kyoto. Because oh, yeah. that was just egregious, sir. Egregious. Well, if that didn't work out, I would have ex- Paige would have had to have come out the next week and, and addressed Mike Kyoto. Uh, Jeff, Carmella wins, becomes the champion. Some people, not as many as I expected, kind of pissed off about this. You got the, well, why are they going to have Charlotte break the streak and then lose it two nights later? But, I mean, she just had her ass kicked pretty thoroughly. All right. Clear out, because I, I agree. People are reading way, way too much into this. This accomplishes a lot that they need to do, in my opinion. Asuka does not I need agree. the streak anymore. Asuka's an ass kicker. Been I established. Agree. She's a star. She gets a giant pop in person. Don't need it. They're going to move Charlotte to Raw, in my opinion. I think it's a bit early to do that, to build for Rousey Charlotte, if that's your build for next year, because you're going to eventually have them meeting up way too early for it. They need to get Charlotte to 17 wins, 17 title wins, in my opinion. So you eventually have to take the belt off of her sometime. If they move Asuka to SmackDown now in any kind of shuffle, you now have Carmella saying, well, I could beat Charlotte and you couldn't. Boom. Instant feud right there. This accomplishes every little thing that they need to do here. Stop reading too much into the the broke the streak just to do that because someone was going to break the streak eventually. Some of us thought it might even be for Nia Jax. Some of us thought it was going to be for Ronda Rousey. That streak was going to be used as a means to an end in some way. I don't think that was the purpose. They They still see a lot in Charlotte Flair. As the face of this division, oh, I think Charlotte Flair's headlining Mania next year against Rousey. I, I, yeah, sure. they're gonna they're gonna go with that. And if that's the reason they broke the streak, then all this belly aching right now is gonna be for naught. I think that Charlotte should break several streaks over the next year. That way, next year when you have Rousey against her, probably an undefeated Rousey in WWE at that point, there is maybe some semblance of doubt in people's mind. Oh, well, they they let. Charlotte defeat Oscar streak. Maybe they let her defeat Rousey's too. Maybe Rousey's not going to be around after next year's WrestleMania. Like there, there will be questions and doubt in the mind there to where you can put a Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey raw women's championship match and have a resume for Charlotte, have a resume for uh, Rousey. And I don't think this hurt Charlotte a damn bit. She got beat yeah. by three women. Yeah. I, I, three women. Overthinking. Anna, afterwards, Carmella gloated so much that even Charlotte laughed. Did you catch that? Yeah. (laughs) She she played it off as angry, but she laughed. Oh, it was was brilliant. Carmella went all the way up the ramp and then back down again when she saw saw Charlotte was watching just to rub it in her face. It was brilliant. This whole Oscar thing, like, I did not mind when the streak was broken. Someone had to do it, and I think of every possibility, this was the best one. And yeah, it was it was bound to happen at some point. And then just imagine if they made Carmella cash in on Oscar and that was how her streak was broken. All those people crying about her streak being broken then would have probably gone to WWE headquarters and lit it on fire mm-hmm. if they were me and I was upset about it. But it's this whole scenario was, was hilarious and perfect and the look on Charlotte's face selling it, even with the laughing thing, it just it was beautiful. Uh, I just want to say, whoever wrote the line for Carmella's promo afterwards that says, when a queen overstays her welcome, there's always a princess waiting to take her throne. Sure. Nice line. Nice line. I liked it. 
Alex, anything to add to this as we we finish this segment? Yeah, I mean, you you say that you you're you hope that we we expect Charlotte to show up on Raw, presumably to then get a full year build to Ronda. Um, I I'd I'd love to see her stay because especially if Oscar shows up because you know you can you can have Carmella kind of gloated over both of them and have them both want the title and easily get it back from Carmella because she's Carmella. But if it's Oscar that gets the title, then Charlotte's got to chase Oscar. And if that if if we if you do it, you can do a really cool thing where like Oscar is uh, is able to beat Charlotte because she's she's figured Charlotte out. Like and Charlotte can can try and chase that. You can build it through the summer to, uh, all the way to SummerSlam with Carmella and the Iconics as thorns in their sides. That's a really cool story for the SmackDown Live brand. Personally, I want to see Becky be the one from SmackDown who goes to Raw because they're not using her on Raw and that's yeah. un- un- unconscionable. Yeah. However, there we have seen in the past, WWE loves to do 50-50 or in this case, 33-33-33. So yeah. I think it would be almost poetic if Asuka showed up and won the championship that she contended for against the woman who beat the woman that beat her. Yep. That sounds like the type of thing that WWE would just be like, aha, see, they're they're all on an even plane kind of type of thing. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Top contenders match. Randy Orton defeated Bobby Roode and Rusev. He will get a shot at Jinder Mahal for the seventh time since Backlash last year. I just want to say Aiden English looks much younger with a shaved head. Shout outs to him for doing that during WrestleMania. Jinder's watching at ringside. Orton sing bombs Rusev onto a table. Rusev returns the favor later. Adding Rusev to this match picked up the pace big time and gave the crowd somebody that they cared about. However, I don't know if WWE is just assuming that Saudi Arabia (laughs) will be like, yeah, Orton, Mahal, let's do it. Anna, how excited are you for Mahal versus Orton VII? Well, the really good thing about this was they actually brought out his entrance carpet for him to sit by at commentary. And the other good thing yeah. about this is they didn't actually put Jinder on commentary. Um, <laughs> so he won at WrestleMania, which I forgot because I blocked it out. And now the same people that were in that match are now in this same match competing for the same belt. So... um is this purgatory and they are forever going to battle each other for the same belt to the end of time? Or was Jinder's win a mistake, which obviously, but, you know, duh. Um, it's just Rusev. Like, it has gotten to the point where you could question, okay, is it the Rusev Day chant that's over and is it the Rusev Day thing that's over or is it Rusev? And then you look at him in the ring, that guy is a champion. He doesn't yeah. need a battle tank. He just needs Aiden English, and we're good to go. He's a champion. Um, and getting then we're a getting this that's again. over is a big part of the battle. If you can get anything that's over, if it's a piece of your costume, if if your big toe is over, and that's what they love about you, well, you could it. essentially say his big toe is over because anything that he tweets is perfection and is better than this combination that we keep getting for this title that used to mean a hell of a lot when the championship meant nothing and now we've switched again. 
<sighs> just give me Rusev and the belt. You know, the only positive to Jinder Mahal these days is that I think everybody is pretty much done pretending that he's anything but shitty. Because, Jeff, I know that you remember, you were on the show last year when a lot of people were like, at least they're trying something different. And I'm like, well, we've seen a pretty fair sample size of Jinder Mahal over the past six, seven years, and nothing has indicated, nothing indicated that he would be anything but terrible in any expanded role. And I think that's pretty much what we've seen. Jabbing a shrimp fork into my eye is a different idea. It doesn't make it a good one. Well, um, the, uh, it's almost like they took fight forever and they put on the two guys. I don't want to see fight forever. Uh, uh, look into my eyes. The, the number of fucks I'm not giving about this match at all. Uh, just a dreadful combination, a dreadful for both match and promo work. It's, it's the worst of both worlds, in my opinion. I would rather floss my teeth with razor wire than watch this match again. Alex, uh, we don't often hear your Mahal versus Orton takes on this show. I'm and... sure they're hot. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> um, okay. So, A, what they're doing with Rusev, they're doing to spite people now. Like That's the only thing I can think of, is that when you have a guy who's this over organically... And you and you decide, well, let's make sure we don't reward that in any way and use it to our benefit. You're doing it to spite the people who like him. I don't understand why, but they're doing that. B, I will never watch another second of a root of a Orton versus gender match or a rude versus Orton match to be, to be that or rude versus gender. Any of that combination. It's not because I love Rusev so much that I'm saying, okay, well, that's this, but it's because. Orton versus Jinder ruined WWE for a while. Like, at least that's that that part of the brand. Did I remind you of the damn Punjabi prison match? Oh, that was great. Kali came out, and he he stepped up two rungs and grabbed, grabbed grabbed Orton's neck, and that was how, or, I mean, the only thing that was good about that entire feud was um, Orton killing Singh Brothers. I'm 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 convinced they have like a warehouse somewhere where there are a bunch of clones, and they just bring out another one because he killed several of them. They um, grow out of his deltoids. I I I'm never watching this match. I'm not. I, 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 I get the I'm feeling really it. this match also makes Jeff want cigarettes, but because he wants to speed up his inevitable death while watching it, or to put them out in his eyes, because that's what I would it's... do with two cigarettes. <laughs> well, the one that doesn't have a shrimp fork in it, yeah. There you go. Rather than watch this this match, I would put out my own eyes with cigarettes. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. This still seems different. Still seems not real. Daniel sexy. Bryan. It's sexy. <laughs> yeah. More cigarettes. Styles takes it to Bryan with a drop kick and a forearm tope. Submissions traded between the two. Pele kick from Styles, then a big clothesline. You get big kicks from Brian to stop the Styles phenomenal forearm. Brian gets a yes lock from a uh, Styles clash attempt, but AJ gets to the ropes. Styles turns the tide, lands a body press off a back superplex, but Nakamura comes out and attacks both men. As much as I enjoy heel Nakamura, I thought this is where you do have Daniel Bryan go over. That way you solidify 
oh, okay, this guy's still a main eventer. Even though he was out for three years, he can still do it, and he just beat this champion. Uh, depending on what they do to him next week, I don't know. But I didn't hate this or anything, didn't dislike it. Uh, Nakamura came out and caught Nakamura down <laughs> all over the place. You just he want to went cock. full Mark Hamill. It was Mark Hamill, right? That, that played Cockknocker. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Anna, your thoughts on Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles? Um, I disagree with you. I don't think they need to prove anything with Daniel Bryan. It's it's done. He's over. We all know. Um, for me, this is still I, I'm like how how is how is this, how are we watching this? It's still surreal to see, like, even when he came out for his entrance, I'm like, oh, we're watching old footage again. It's just, and because of that, as excited as I am to see him back in and to, to you know, the prospect of all these different matchups that we're going to get, including him versus Miz for the ownership of the yes kicks or the Miz kicks, there's still a part of me that is going to take a bit of time to settle into the fact that this guy's back and wrestling and I'm not going to be worried. Because I just at this point I don't trust it. Um, look what happened to Paige. Look at what happened to a lot of people who have been out for surgery um, and came back and then had to retire soon after, and they weren't even at the stage of getting seizures because of their injury. So uh, I'm I'm on the fence for a while. I think as much as I hate that because I love watching him, it just I'm worried. Um, and Shinsuke coming out was awesome, and he has this cool. Mortal Kombat-like jacket, and I'm all for it. Jeff, you got to see Daniel Bryan's match live Sunday, correct? Yes, I was actually there. The only match I missed was, of course, the U.S. title match, which I timed perfectly. I went to the restroom during entrances, Uh, got right back, right as they announced Jinder Mahal the winner. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. Don't care. It was all right. Okay. Um. They made a calculated mistake. I didn't listen. I have not listened to any post shows about Mania, but they made a calculated mistake in the Mania match. Because the- like 50,000 people have listened to ours. Just yeah. Okay. Well, the guy with the most goodwill, they, they decided to do a stretcher job on. That's just that just you can tell that was the turning point of the show right there. Yeah. Um, I liked this. I I also uh, I'm on Team Anna on this one. I don't think you needed this match necessarily. I get why you did. I get what they were thinking. Let let's let's get all these uh, internet geeks all riled up because we're giving them a fantasy match, not a dream match because we used that term last night. We're doing a fantasy match tonight between AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, and then Nakamura's gonna come in and ruin it. What a bad guy! Hey, it makes him a heel. I'm for this. I'm I'm fine with this. Save the good match. For a big type of uh, pay-per-view, especially now that you're combining the two and you need, uh, you know, you need all the eyeballs you can get. So, uh, yeah, sure. I have no problem with this. Alex, Daniel Bryan has been gone for three years. We've seen him wrestle twice in a couple of nights and in a few nights. Singles match, tag match. What do you think of uh, his in-ring return? Well, I said after Mania that it's just weird because it's so hard for me to accept that he's back. Um, like, I, I felt, it felt like the whole time I was watching, I was like, I was watching a, um, you know, like like when they, they brought out Kurt Angle, the team with the shield at TLC. Like, it was a thing they were going to do. Maybe he'd wrestle again at Survivor Series, and that would be it. And they, they'd use him sparingly. 
You know, I didn't feel like he'd ever really be a part of this of a real full time roster ever again. I just, I just didn't, it didn't, I couldn't comprehend it. And tonight, when they said that right off the bat, not only is he a full time member of the roster again, he's not GM anymore. We're out. We're moving on. Page do JM, like he's he's a full time member. And then they put on this match with AJ, and I'm thinking to myself, the only reason you do this with AJ tonight is because you're putting the giant draw on Raw next week with Daniel Bryan moving to Mondays. And then you watch this match, and I say to myself, oh, man, you're really going to deprive us of this? Like, this is all we get between AJ and Daniel Bryan is just this tonight? Because this was fun. But I'm like, gosh, give me 30 minutes just going balls to the wall. If he's really back and really healthy – I want to see the real thing. And so well, who knows what they'll do on Raw, but if he, do, if he moves to Raw. Let, let me give a little pushback on this, Alex. Do we want that big match on week two after he's been cleared where we don't know if he has 42 minutes of cardio necessarily yeah. and, and, and his timing down and his in-ring timing down and his moves as crisp as we remember? Do we want a Daniel Bryan who may not be yet at the level that we remember him at? Yeah, no, no, you, you misunderstand me. I'm fine with this match being what it was tonight. Okay. If they move him to Raw and they separate him and AJ Styles, and this is the only little taste of this that we get, it's I'm like, oh no, I don't want to have to wait until the soup shake next year to maybe get this again. I want I want a whole thing of this. Like let's string it out, you know. But I don't know. That that was all I'm thinking about that way. Okay, no, no, I, I understand that. But but now that we're doing, you know mixed roster pay-per-view so much. I get the feeling that a lot of these things are going to bleed. But yeah, don't so, you yeah. understand it's Survivor Series is the only night a year when they can go head-to-head in any ring competition. I'm going to punch you in the face. It's funny that they, so they keep mentioning that Backlash is the start of that. And I'm like, are, is the greatest Royal Rumble not co-branded? I mean, it is. It's not a real thing. It's just a thing where somebody with a giant truck full of money said, Vince, you're going to mm-hmm. do this. And they said, yes, it's we would still, like your oil. But it is still, it is sure still a real thing. It is actually happening. <laughs> I know. Real thing. And greatest Royal Rumble is actually a 205 Live branded pay-per-view. So we're just going to get like a bunch <laughs> yeah. of guys, little guys in there. WrestleMania week has almost closed. I mean, we still have technically an hour of New Orleans tomorrow on NXT. Plus NXT spoilers, I think. I think they film at full sale tomorrow. Um, if you all didn't see, over on FightfulSelect.com, I posted a little bit early that Shawn Michaels and Michael Hayes produced that NXT ladder match. I'm occasionally posting little tidbits like that. I post the Fightful Wrestling Weekly there early. Also, we have sponsor tiers where, oh, well, look at that. That's rude. Oh, delicious. I have 32 of these bad boys sitting in my living room right now. Miraculous. Jeff, you were there all week, New Orleans. Outside of WWE, what did you enjoy the most from a wrestling perspective, not a getting drunk off your ass perspective? I did enjoy that and food. Um, Look, NXT is going to be far and away my favorite show that weekend. Um, Other than that, it was, you know, I could take like a match from every card. Overall, as an experience, I think the Rev Pro show probably. Give me a second here. <coughs> but overall, the indie shows I saw, 
we're kind of a mixed bag. And I think that's because there are far too many of them. Uh, and also the Joey Ryan, uh, Jerry Lawler spot was fantastic. The Joe. Yeah, that was, that was something special. Um, Matt Riddle wrestling as much as he did that, that made me very happy. I don't want to say made me proud because I'm not in a position to be proud of a Matt Riddle, but he wrestled a lot. And I thought that was kind of cool. I love the way that they set up the Deanna Perrazzo match. Another fightful alumni after that pro series right after Matt Riddle had competed. Uh, Matt did tell me that his favorite match of the week was Osprey, and I got to check that out still. The Janela show was long, oh, God, but, it was, yes. but it was fun. It was fun. Uh, that next year, that clusterfuck does not need to be that long. My God. But uh, I thought NXT had the best show of the weekend, but I, I have to say the most fun that I had watching a wrestling match all week was that Ronda Rousey match because I didn't expect it to be that great. Uh, Anna. You've, uh, I don't want to say you've taken a bit of a sabbatical from wrestling, but you needed some no, time to recharge. True. I took time uh, off of WWE wrestling. Yeah. Um, the rest what did of you, it, no. What did you enjoy most about this weekend, both WWE and non-WWE? Um, trying to go back. Well, I really think the Invisible Man needs to be signed, um, to be honest. Um, his win of the clusterfuck was exceptional. Um, the NXT match, so I, I was swapping back and forward all morning. It was a very long morning of um, Ring of Honor and NXT and then had to go back and rewatch the matches I missed. Um, but that was actually a really enjoyable way to watch it, surprisingly, though kind of a headache at times because then I was like, well, why is, um, why is Ishii being mentioned in the women's match for NXT? But it wasn't noticed at the same time. Um I really, who was it? Adam Page and, why am I blanking? Ibushi. Was that that mate? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Um, that was great. The six man for Ring of Honor was just, uh, please, I really hope they're just milking Matt's back because that makes me feel kind of sick sometimes, but I love that. Um, the main event, it was the co-main event. It's no such thing. Cody and um, Kenny. It should have been main event. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I really enjoyed both of them. Um, I know people were complaining that the, the Dalton Castle Marty Skull one should have been a lot shorter, but I love both guys and I love that we got to see them in that spot and do that. And I think the right person won, though I know a lot of people are sick of him in the spot now, but I, I don't know. I just I find it hard to complain about good wrestling going on mm-hmm. too long because it, this is the best. Um, and in terms of WrestleMania, that was one of the weirdest shows I've seen in a very long time. But I have to say, I was thoroughly enjoyed. And the Nicholas memes kind of made that whole the end of WrestleMania for me. Um, so I wasn't as upset by everything as a lot of people were. But Ronda Rousey is um, everything. She She's everything to me. And I will follow her till my dying days. As far as Ring of Honor, I just think that the match the crowd is most emotionally invested in should be the main event, unless you have some booking reason why it shouldn't. Alex, uh, quickly, I'll ask you the same thing before we wrap up. Uh, I I honestly thought that uh, TakeOver was a perfect show. Like, uh, like perfect. 
Like all the booking decisions were great. They had a huge swerve in the tag match, which which opens up all kinds of possibilities for not only the tag division but this new North American division. That ladder match rocked. Um, Alistair Black is champ now. We saw that Andrade Elmas wasn't called up, so so he's still there doing awesome stuff. Um, you know, now that we have these new women, Ember Moon's been called up, so now. In retrospect, you have the NXT Women's Division being lorded over by this arm-breaking monster, which is really cool. And and let me, I mean, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. Like, are you kidding me with the story that those guys told? Like that moment? I'm going to stab you in the face. Oh, no. Wait. No, I'm not. You were my best friend and my brother, and I still love you. Oh, wait. You're going to ambush me. Now I've got to destroy you. Gosh, it was friggin' Shakespearean. I loved it. That was the thing to me. Mania, absolutely, the thing I had the most fun watching was Rousey, but TakeOver New Orleans was a perfect show. And Champa's face ended up looking like Gargano's yes. icon, which was really weirdly cool. I think that added so much, his, his eye being swollen and the way that he was looking up at, at Gargano, I thought it was perfect. This show has been a lot of fun. It has been the all-star cast my God, if we had all these people on Sunday, our podcast would have been four and a half hours long. So <laughs> uh, speaking of, I, I parody that a little bit in the intro for List and Your Boy. Our Fightful Select subscribers can see that now. That goes up early as well. Jeff, tell the people what you're up to this week now that you're home. Sleep. Um, uh, tomorrow I'll probably do Shake Them Ropes with Rob. I went to seven shows during this week. That's a lot of wrestling, but NXT is going to get the brunt of my uh, love and adoration. Um, I was physically uncomfortable during WrestleMania, so that's going to be a hard, hard thing to talk about because I was on a plastic folding chair on risers for seven hours, and that uh, got uncomfortable after a while. But uh, talk all the things about New Orleans, a lot of things you want to know, a lot of things you didn't want to know. Uh, probably record tomorrow, probably will drop on Thursday. Alex, last year it was pretty much you and I covering WrestleMania weekend. Since then, I have learned that splitting that job up, and we have uh, Pat and Andrew who did uh, just, they alleviated so much for me. With us launching Fightful Select last week for WrestleMania week, I had a lot of extra stuff to do and will moving forward. So I want to thank Pat and uh, Andrew both for taking a lot of pressure off of me. Also, Alex, you know what kind of a machine David Tease is. Yeah. Machine broke for a few days. Machine had to have appendix surgery. And then he got back two days later and covered stuff for us. Wow. I'm talking, he covered Bellator. He covered uh, UFC and he covered WrestleMania and then Raw back to back to back to back nights after appendix surgery. I can't thank him enough for that. Also, Carlos for stepping up when he had a fever. Jeremy Lambert for doing great work for us this weekend. John Morehouse for showing the most patience of any human being in the world for tolerating ring of honor honor club this weekend. One of the most poorly launched streaming services in the history of streaming services. But um, Alex, I assigned you an article today. Yep. I don't think we should spoil we, it. Man, you know what? You're right. You're so you right. Hype it. And then you don't plug it the hell with this podcast. Let me, know. let me just tell you. It's a sequel. Yeah, it is. It's a sequel, and I yep. can't wait, and you all got to watch out for it. But you did like a, what, a 2,000-word breakdown of the lyrics of Alone With My Baby Tonight? 
2,400 words. So, yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. No, no, it works. My post-Raw and post-Smackdown columns are like a thousand. Yeah, no, I, I got I got kind of into it. I, I hit a whole... Oh, it's three hours. hours! That song is four minutes. Yeah, no, it's... It might be about a zombie apocalypse. I had to I had to pat it out a little bit. You're a man with a child. They allowed this <laughs> after you went in. He's a man that is a child, but that's why we have him here. It's, it's true. I am. I am. You all can follow Jeff at Crap Game 13. <laughs> you can follow Anna at Anna Bauer. You can follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth. Me at Sean Ross Sapp. Us at Fightful Online. Please visit FightfulSelect.com. Just browse around, take a look. Listing your boy Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Until next time, we are out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.